Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Not brain surgery, we're not saving lives. Becca, the egg, she's new to the beauty business but learning faster than a baby savant. Oh, there's that one thing, I don't even know what it was, but it smelled really good. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Don't tell me your toilet paper's not ripping. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Welcome to another episode of the BBC Between Both Cheeks. Today we have Becca, the, I was going to mix it up with the egg, Becca, the enforcer. And we also have Ashley, the spicy Italian today. How are you ladies doing? Good. How are you? So good. It's not rainy today. I have to say the last couple of days have been super rainy and gloomy and you know how that is in Vancouver Ash, you don't want to get up. Oh, there. lucky you ladies. It's yeah. been like hot and humid in Ontario, so I really can't complain. <laughs> no, don't, because I kind of felt like it like summer was over. Like it was very like, okay, this is it. Done. But uh but it, it's super sunny today. It's a little bit chilly, but it's nice, so that's always nice. It feels like fall now. I know. Officially. Like the air has that smell and the feeling and it's the wanna... most wonderful time oh, no. of the year. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so have you both had a pumpkin spice latte yet? No, I haven't. Oh, but like that's, that's, I love them, but mm-hmm. I just can't do caffeine and coffee right now. Mm-hmm. I had a decaf coffee, espresso, I should say, the other day. And let me tell you, heartburn is real when oh. you are pregnant. Oh, oh. my Lord. It feels like a heart attack. Like it bad felt like I, was go- I felt like I was a fire-breathing dragon. Like yeah. I legitimately felt like I could open my mouth and flames yep. were going to shoot out. Yep. It was real. The pain was real. <laughs> well, you can still have pumpkin spice other stuff. I just saw oh, an yes. ad that dinner is going to make pumpkin spice. Craft dinner? I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. I can't tell if it was a joke or a real ad, but oh. I saw an ad for pumpkin spice. I'm, I'm hoping it's a joke because that is that sounds oh. vile. Who wants pumpkin so. spiced cheese? I know, right? Yeah. So I need to clarify for the, for the Americans listening because the Americans don't know what craft dinner is. I think oh. no, I think they just refer to it as like mac and cheese. But craft is craft is um, I believe it's Canadian, is it not? Oh, I don't know. They have it in the UK. I know that. Mm-hmm. But they're like the UK is like our brother. Yeah, that's true. Right. So or our sister, whichever way you want to look at it. Mac and cheese, <laughs> mac and cheese, or whatever they call it down in the. I think they have like Velveeta, Velveeta and pasta, or something like that. I know it like it comes <laughs> in the same box. But anytime I say craft dinner down there, people are like, "What?" Hmm. It's that name brand thing again, hmm. like yeah. Kleenex instead of facial tissue yes. or. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, ladies, let's get into it. Let's talk about the do's and don'ts in the treatment room or in the salons. I thought this was quite, I think this is going to be quite interesting because I like my own little do's and don'ts, what I enjoy in a treatment room and what I don't. And I'm sure Ash is 
going to challenge me on most of it. See, you know what is <laughs> funny? I, it's really funny because as a client, I'm one way. And as a technician, I'm another. And for whatever reason, they don't really meet half the time. Okay. <laughs> they are completely opposing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So what do you do as a technician that you wouldn't enjoy as a client, but you still do? Let's go the opposite. Okay. Because as a client, I am that person that I don't get a lot of quiet time. So I'm that client that walks in, puts my headset in my ears, and is like, sorry, I'm just on a business meeting. And oh. I will lay there in silence because I just don't really feel like talking half the time. <laughs> so it's like getting you on an airplane when you like, ears? oh, yeah, like I full okay. on take my phone, put my earbuds in and like pretend like I'm on a call or I'm listening to a book or whatever. And you because would half the time I don't feel, oh, I hate when people do that. <laughs> I want to talk. <laughs> I'm a talker. But then on the other hand, on the opposite side, I went in for an ultrasound the other day and I was in the mood to talk. Mm-hmm. And the lady finally had to look at me and she's like, okay, it's quiet time now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's also probably like, it's a little bit different with the pregnancy and the ultrasound because you don't know what to expect, right? So well, it's, it's a little nerve wracking, but yeah. I associated it kind of with a Brazilian. Like you're going in, especially if you're a first timer, yeah. you don't really know what to expect. You're kind of thinking that there's going to be pain associated you're not sure how to handle everything. So you're kind of like, okay, those nervous reactions come on and you just want to talk or you want somebody to talk to you or, and you could be babbling about anything under the sun. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of associated going in for the ultrasound because really all you want to hear when you lay down is, okay, the heartbeat's there and we're good. And then you know what? I'd probably shut up and I wouldn't say anything because you'd put my mind at ease. Yeah. But if you go in and you don't say any of that and I'm, you're mm-hmm. laying on a table and all you're doing is looking at somebody behind a mask, making eyes at a computer, it makes you very apprehensive. Now, could you imagine if your technician was just dead silent and staring at your lady bits and making funny faces? Like, you'd get a little bit, you know, what's going on down there? (laughs) (laughs) Poker face when she was reading the computer? No, they never do. No, they never. They I'm try like, to, but then they get like that googly-eyed, like, I'm yeah, trying I mean, too like, hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So I associate it the same way. But on the other hand, as a technician, I'm that person that will talk your ear off unless you tell me that you're just looking for relaxation. And I mean, I only do that with certain services. I'm not going to yap your ear off through a massage or through a facial, but when it's lights on, we're doing waxing, especially intimate areas or a pedicure or a manicure. These are things that I'm going to probably talk your ear off or at least start propositioning you with questions so that you have to respond. But if I start getting those one word answers, well, then you're probably not a talker. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always good to ask the client like what they want to do, right? Especially if it's like a massage or a pedicure or something like that. Um, you know, like the massage person that I see, she talks through my entire treatment. Oh my God, that would drive me nuts. And it's like, it, it, I don't know, like her personality is so different though that it's okay in that situation, but anyone else that I'd ever seen for massage, I would like, I would not say a word. So there's obviously something like a connection that I have with her. 
mm-hmm. um, that makes that okay. Because when I told when I told Jake when I first found her a few years back, he was like, I was like, yeah, and I just chatted through my entire massage, and he was like, what? Like you never because we do couples massages and stuff, right? He's like, you never. And I'm like, I know it was so so weird. Um, I don't feel but, like I get to the relaxed point. I know it's it's the it's the weird it's the weirdest thing for me. But she's she's probably the only person that can actually like talk through my massage, my pedicures. I don't really talk in them and like you know mind you i'm also going to you know the salon next door and a lot of them don't even speak english so that's probably like a big part of it um but that's kind of like my downtime if i get um, a pedicure to just like chill out with the magazine which i haven't Mm -hmm. like having done forever um but waxing i talk through the entire thing so i think it depends on the service um i don't know what do you what about you becca Depends on the service and depends on the day. Because yeah. when I've had my eyebrows microbladed, I just put like headphones in and I listened to a podcast and I almost fell asleep throughout it. Um, but like waxing and things, I talk. During nails, I talk. Um, sometimes during a facial, I talk. <laughs> and I've talked with um, someone during a massage before as well, but also not. So. Depends. Depends on yeah. the technician. Depends on the day. Depends on the yeah. service. Yeah. How, right. How so. well you get along, or what else yeah. is going on in your life? Yeah. So how would you gauge that though? Like, yes, you should ask your clients what they want, but do you just straight up say, "Do you want to talk, or do you want to not?" Or is there See, a more? Noise? I don't ever ask. I think if it needs to be anywhere, it should be on your intake form. So this way it is a little bit more discreet because especially if you're asking somebody who's a really shy, introverted person and you put them on the spot in a really awkward question, you're going to have them freeze up and they're going to feel uncomfortable. And the whole purpose is to make them feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I think putting it on an intake form is a really good way to do it. I mean, granted, we're in the year 2020 and you could probably even put a little yes or no or want to talk or don't want to talk kind of little board in the room and they can just move it over to wherever they want or how they're feeling and this way the technician just walks in and can see right away if it's like yes I'm open to chat today the technician knows that they're good to keep talking if it's like no I'm in the mood for silence today the technician knows that they are not going to really initiate anything I love that like, I think that's really cool. Cause you don't, you and it's don't know, fun. You don't know what people are going through as well, right? Like what, what's going on in their day as well. So, and, you know, sometimes they don't want to be rude and they feel like it has to be like a forced conversation, but they don't. Like, I've been there where I'm like, oh my God, I really don't want to talk. But, you know, this person is talking back to me and I don't want to seem like a bitch and I don't want to. So I love that idea. I think that's really cool. Let your customer decide. Kind of like, are the... Those little um, magnets, are your is your dishwasher clean or dirty? Yeah, <laughs> or it's like happy or sad. I saw one where like a girlfriend and boyfriend had like a little thing where they had like a little stuffy where it was like the purple was like the happy oh, yeah. mood and like then there was like a blue sad guy who was like, don't talk to me. I'm don't come near kind me. Kind of thing. I love and it's that. kind of like the same idea where you're not putting your clients on the spot to kind of 
yes or no or make them feel uncomfortable. You're just giving them the option. And it's one of those things that, you know, especially with new clients, you just say, you know, towels on the bed, wipes are there for you. And by the way, just feel free to put your answer on the board as to whether you feel like, you know, having a communication kind of day today and, or it's just there for them. So now they get to make the decision or there might even be like a yes, a no. And then like a, I'm indifferent. Mm -hmm. So if they don't really have a preference, it doesn't matter. Now you as a technician have a choice that you may initiate a little bit of conversation. You may back off a little bit, but you're not putting pressure on that client or talking their ear off and possibly ruining the experience for them without even realizing that you're ruining that experience. Yeah. So what has happened in a treatment room for the both of you that you did not like? For me, it's a no gloves. If you come at me with no gloves, I am grossed out right away. Um, But that's not necessarily like a verbal thing. The other thing that I think is really inappropriate, and you hear this in school all the time, don't talk politics or religion. It's kind of, you'd think it's a given, you'd think it's really easy, but especially this day and age when politics is everywhere all over the news, especially if you are Donald Trump (laughs) and people always have their views and you can really offend somebody really quickly by starting to talk politics. If Mm -hmm. you happen to Let's just let's use Donald Trump as an example, because some people find him really easy to make fun of and will make jokes constantly. And other people are huge Trump supporters. And so you have to kind of know who your crowd is. So it's easier to just avoid it altogether. Mm-hmm. Money, politics, religion. Doesn't, yes. need be, <laughs> no. doesn't need to be spoken about in that situation. Um, on, on that topic, Ash, I think something as a business owner that I recognize that maybe the estheticians don't is I find that when you get too friendly with your clients, that can be a bit of a burden as well. So whether they are calling or texting, like personally, I've had this happen before and we we don't, it's against our company policy because obviously we've got the whole privacy act and everything. Um, but I've had clients text their estheticians being like, oh, I'm running like a few minutes late. And there starts to be a, almost like a little bit of like disrespect in that way. If the client mm-hmm. knows that they have a bit of a, like a personal relationship with the technician that they can come in late or they can get, um, you know, upgraded services for no charge, or they'll get like a discount or something like that. So I think that like that sometimes can be an issue when, the esthetician becomes their friend as opposed to their provider. See, to me, that's more of a, that's put on the technician themselves Mm -hmm. because let's be honest, doesn't matter who you are, whether you've owned a business, whether you're a friend, whether you're a family member, if you can get things cheaper or you can get away with things, we've all been children. You will all try to push the limits. It doesn't matter who you are or how loyal of a client or friend or family member you are, I think we will all try to push those boundaries just a little because if you can, you will. So to me, that's kind of a burden that falls on the technician that maybe that's something during hire that you have to talk about. And it's not something that's maybe ever been in protocol, but maybe that's something that business owners start to put 
in protocol that I have no problem with you being friends with your clients or I don't think it's appropriate that you be friends with your clients. And you have to kind of draw a line. And if you're going to allow the you can be friends with clients, here are the guidelines that you need to know. If any of these things start to happen, this could jeopardize your role with this company. Mm -hmm. And if you let your staff know initially that, okay, if this starts to happen, you need to either nip it in the bud or you hear a few techniques that you can use. So if they text you and say, hey, I'm running a few minutes behind, you can be like, thanks for letting me know. I'd really appreciate it if you just called or texted the front desk. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You just leave it there. And then maybe reiterate it when the client comes in and you can make it a very like business is business and friendship is friendship and you have to be able to separate those and some people can separate you know what do they call that church and state yeah that some people are really good at at separating them and other people just don't really have an act for it yeah becca what about you what do you what do you don't enjoy in, in treatment um when it's obvious that they're rushing because mm. they're running late or they're booked too solid. Um, yeah, just like I've had one esthetician, I guess. I don't know if they were actually qualified, but I had one nail person before actually say like, as they were still doing my nails and I was there on time and I didn't add anything fancy to my appointment. Like I booked exactly what I was getting and it was standard. It wasn't fancy. And then towards the end, he made a comment that like his next appointment had already been waiting for 10 minutes. I'm like, not your issue. I appreciate it, but sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of though. Like I really haven't had many bad experiences, but that one I, I just, and he's so amazing at what he does that I'm still going to go back and book with the same guy. But I was like, that's pretty rude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like it when they're running late. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it when they obviously try to sell in the treatment room. Now, I'm okay. I really like the education part of it. Um, for example, like if I, if I wasn't a regular waxer on why, you know, now I'm, I'm applying the soft wax and this is why that we use the soft wax in this area or like, I love that piece of it, like knowing what's going on. And I love to hear about what they're applying to my skin. Um, if I'm in a facial, like I'd love to know about that. Yeah. Uh, my example of what I don't like is um, Jake years ago had sent me for this big fancy facial. It was very expensive and it was like at this high end place. And she did her like, cleanse double cleanse exfoliation and then the lights went on like boom the lights went on and I was completely like sat up in like in a chair like very very quickly and she had all of the products on a counter and started to sell me the products in the middle of my treatment oh yeah that's a no no it was if you're gonna so, do it you do it subtly it was so <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, I literally, like, I felt like I like got awoken from like sleep and then yeah. I couldn't endure. And it was so early on in the facial too, that I couldn't relax or enjoy the rest of it. Cause I was so pissed off about like how it was all handled. I, I mean, I love when they put the products out at the end yeah. and then they go through like, this is what I, this is what I used on you. Or if they want to talk about what they're using in treatment, just no price points in treatment unless I ask. Yeah. But that was my, like, 
that stands out. And that was probably like 10 years ago. But I'll never forget that experience. Did she tell you she was going to put the bed up? No. Oh, that would be jarring. It was literally like, boom, lights on and like up. And a full presentation of the products. Weird. It was wild. Yeah, I've had facials before where they haven't told me what they used on me and the products were put away by the time it was done. Like they had a little wheelie cart and they just took it all out with them. And I was like, oh, there's that one thing. I don't even know what it was, but it smelled really good. Like I want to look at it, but there was a language barrier. So I didn't really know how to ask either, but that's like one extreme to the other. Right, exactly. Um, See, I don't even like when they come out, though, at the end. Like, I've been to some really high-end places, and I find it's the really high-end places. It's like nobody's kind of taught them tax or something. I don't know. No offense to anybody. But they either do that, where they'll, like, sit you up and sell in the middle, or they'll literally, okay, so I've put a basket together for you of all the products that you're going to take and they're at the front desk. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, you haven't talked to me about any of them. <laughs> now you want somebody that's at the front desk who's not an esthetician to go through these products with me and how to use them. Mm-hmm. And you're just assuming that I'm going to take them. Why don't you educate me? Like going through a facial, you're going through the cleansing, toning, maybe exfoliating and you're feeling my skin and you're looking at it through mag lamp. And maybe you start to ask questions like, how often are you exfoliating? Now I know whether you're using an exfoliator or not. Mm-hmm. Or do you use a toner on a regular basis? Or are you using a serum? Your pores are looking a little open right now and they're getting clogged. Like ask kind of almost like those open-ended questions that kind of give you the answers without really doing it. So this way at the end, you can kind of go through and be like, okay, so remember how you said that you're not using an exfoliator? here's what I would recommend. And now you're kind of selling without really selling. Yeah. Selling them what they, what they're need or what they need. Right. Finding that, that void of what there's is not in their skincare right now. Yeah. But that basket of like 12 products and like, this is what you're going to take yeah. and $1,200 later. And you're I like, know. okay, I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> the other thing that I have um, issues with is if the, service provider is not polished. So like if oh, yeah. they've got like bad breath or if they've like they look like they've been drinking the night before or they, they just look haggard or their clothes are dirty or like body odor or something like I've got mat like if you're going to provide my services and going to be touching me, you need to you need to be clean overall. Oh, okay, and so I, I have a funny one for you then. Yeah. How do you said polished so now I'm thinking how do you feel about nail polish? Because some people are very like, it needs to be on. Other people are like, not if you're touching me, it needs to be no nail polish. So do you have a preference? And do you think that there's a color that it should be? So we have a policy at Wax. A, I, I do not want to see your nail. So my, if those of you that are not watching or YouTube but listening, my, my hand is up. If I can see your nails... Well, Becca, you don't count because you don't do you don't do <laughs> If I can see your nails, like Becca's nails are like too long. If I can see your nails okay. on that side, they're too. They have to be short and trimmed, polish or no polish. But it's either got to be on or off. It cannot be chipped. Yeah, and like and, and I know that like 
nails are such a big thing right now and especially like the long pointy ones and all which i like i don't even know how these people wipe their ass never mind like do their job no kidding i wonder like they must have like a special or like everybody's got a bidet like i don't know which (laughs) but i literally like uh, the girls were having some problems in vegas with the alarm the other day and i was like "Mm, send me a video of what you're doing and one of the wax experts was putting in her code and i was like you need to cut your nails down like that's like that's against policy you need to cut them down so i know i know that the girls probably more in vegas than vancouver definitely try to like push the boundaries a little bit because of fashion and what's going on. But I do not want to feel your nails on my face when I'm getting my facial. And I don't care how like flexible you are with your fingers or how you always feel that nail scrape if they're too long. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel it in a massage. I think that's disgusting. And I definitely don't want you waxing me because they can't grip the wax properly by like making that full fist. So there is more pain, I find, if their nails are longer. Yeah, I've got to be sure. And stuff goes underneath too. Yes. Like at home, I have one of those scrapey nail brushes because anytime I make bread, <laughs> it gets all stuck up under my nails. I'm like, this is so gross. And these even are too long for me. I usually get them so short that I shouldn't be getting fake nails. But like... At work, we don't have a nail brush like that, and I'm not using it every single time. But, like, I don't want your Okay, and let's be honest. (laughs) Forget Forget even that. I'm thinking, like, if you ever need to go to the washroom in a public washroom or you're cheap on toilet paper, don't tell me your toilet paper is not ripping. What's going on with your nails? Like, I'm sorry, that's the only place my head goes. Like, and this is why I have no nails. Okay. (laughs) I was was waiting because Ash was like, that that silent but deadly look that Ash gives us sometimes. I'm like, I'm about to give you my opinion on that. So we're all. I don't mind polish. Polish is whatever. I don't care. And to be honest, in this line of work, the crazier it is, the better because I, I, I don't know. I just think you're better at your job. It has no validity yeah. whatsoever, but it's one of those like fallacies that I, I just think. Um, so I'm okay with polish. Doesn't make a difference to me, but you want fake nails. You want longer nails. As long as they are not over the point where I can feel them, I'm okay. Yeah. And as long as they're not to a point where they are going to poke through your gloves. But if you have a slightly longer nail, I want you in gloves. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't want that crud that's underneath your nails. I don't want the crud that was on or around the last person's cookie or butthole. And then you're coming to me because you didn't wash your hands properly. Like, no. Yeah. No, thanks. Like working in food. You can't have long nails there. So it's, it should be the same for sanitary reasons. Okay. Um, something else I want to ask you guys, um, what is like a do around the clients in your room? Like, should they be respectful? Like, is there a line of a behavior that a client could do in a room where you refuse the service? Like, I know there's extremes, but it goes back to like, how do you pick your clients and how do you keep that level of like professionalism where it doesn't get too casual or too friendly or too like, pushing the boundary with trying to get free stuff. Do you have any thoughts on, on that? 
honestly, for me, it's, I, I, I think I have to say it's a person to person kind of basis. I don't think there's like a, a standard rule per se. It's all about reading your clients because I know that there's certain clients that I have gotten much closer with over the years. I've always had a rule that my clients were my clients and my friends were my friends. And don't get me wrong. Yes. Some of my friends would come and be my clients, but it never started as a client and turned into a friend as the years have gone on. And I've been in the industry longer. I've kind of thrown a bit of that out the window, but I'm very particular with those who I bring into my specific friend circle. So I typically start with the, okay, I'll have a Facebook account or an Instagram account that'll be a professional one. And I will give that to my clients first. And then there's always the clients that will reach out and go that extra mile for you and kind of transfer into a friendship, but it's very organic. It's not done out of, because they're trying to get something out of me or vice versa. It's just very, very organic. The ones that are like trying to get in and be too close, I think sometimes technicians, especially if you're new to an area or new to a neighborhood or something and you're looking for friends, I find a lot of estheticians will gravitate towards their clients because they're spending a lot of time with them. And they are not necessarily friends, but they're there to get something out of them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think for me, Becca, if anyone asks for sexual services, they're out. That's like, that's like, oh no kidding I thought that was it. like a without saying but you have, you have <laughs> to say it because like even like we've been in business for 13 years and people will still call and ask or they'll ask in the treatment room like up until this day and like we've got this one gentleman where I finally like called him and I was like I'm reporting you to the police because you cut you come in so often and he like he knows our system and he knows that we've got all our notes so he would call and give like a new name and a new phone number all the time. Yeah. But then when he shows up, they're like, mm, we're pretty sure this is so-and-so. But then you've got like, sometimes you've got new people working and they don't know. And all of a sudden, like he's asking for something in the room. So that's my very, like any sexual services, like you're, you're, you're done, you're banned, you're I'm, like I'm done. Weird requests or strange comments or. Yeah. yeah. Anything like See, that. I'm, I'm very strange comments. You've got to tread a little bit. Because yeah. I can remember being, let's like, we'll go back years ago. And when, say, let's go back to when 15 years ago, for example, when LGBTQ was not as in your face as it is now, and people didn't have as much knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you would get people that were coming in that were, say, asking for a Brazilian but had only gone through a partial transition. Yes. Now that is very common. That's very normal. There is nothing different about that. That is mainstream. That is life. But years ago, that would have been seen as inappropriate or asking for something that was wrong, if you get what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. So that's why I say there's kind of like that fine line where just because you don't think it's mainstream or common or normal or however you want to use that now, it might be in the future. So you got to tread. Now, sexual favors, things like that, okay, that's a no-no. It's never going to be an okay. It's kind of a no-brainer. 
But I feel like there's some gray areas when it comes to comments being made or questions being asked because you just don't know where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah. You have okay. to treat it as if it is a serious question. At first. Exactly. As and opposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. Well, and you've got to remember that sometimes people will laugh when they're really uncomfortable. So it'll almost come across like a joke because they're just uncomfortable and they don't know how to approach the situation. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you cannot allow your clients to run your business. You need to run your business. That's what, it, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, the level of respect that you put out there that you would take from your friends and your acquaintances needs to be the, the same or more than what you're going to accept from your clients. Right. So them running late, them, you know, disrespecting your staff, them asking for sexual favors, them asking for free services, like those all have to be like hard nose in your business because they shouldn't run it. And we definitely have clients that try to run our business. Yeah. But I think that's, that needs to be a focus for a lot of people. And, and, and especially now when, you know, money is so tight where they're, you know, we're taking everyone that people are taking everyone that they can to, you know, pay their bills and they've been shut down for months and stuff like that. Maybe it's a little bit harder, but at the end of the day, you need to maintain that, um, that respect in your store and that, that mindset of this is my business. I'm not going to allow a, a customer to run it. Stand your ground and have your own standards and morals and, and don't flex on them yeah. and make sure that your employees are doing the same thing. Make sure that if you are not in a treatment room as, as an owner, that you make sure that you go through all of these do's and don'ts with your staff members. And maybe you even have like a, a standards on the wall in each treatment room of here's my promise to you as your technician yep. or therapist or esthetician. And, and this is what we are hoping to get back from you as our respected client. At the end of the day, this is what I used to say in my corporate world when I was in the cosmetic industry. At the end of the day, it's just lipstick. It's not brain surgery. We're not saving lives. It's just lipstick, yeah. and we have. To I don't know. A good Brazilian can save a lot of lives. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think sometimes, though, like we just take ourselves way too seriously when we really, like, you know. And and I, I look at you know that person that's like, I need a Brazilian today, and I'm like, wow, like, what's going on in your life? Like that. That is the most yeah. important thing that you are borderline abusive to get this appointment. Like what is like at the end of the day, we provide beauty treatments for people to feel better about themselves. We're not saving a life. But maybe that would. Maybe she's having a rough day and she just, like that Brazilian is going to be the difference of like a glass of champagne and chocolate cake for you. You know, like <laughs> you just never know where things fall in that spectrum. <laughs> true, true. And you don't know what's going on in anyone's life, right? And how, how you can make a difference. but. Yeah. So you might as well be nice. Your chances of What do they say? You, you get more with are, honey? You get yeah. more with honey than you do with shit or something like no, that? I think it's vinegar, <laughs> Ash. Is it vinegar? I've heard both. I think one's <laughs> G and one's R. Oh, my God. So what is, what is the final message that we're going to give to our listeners today? Do a personal inventory of what you will and you won't accept in your life and what boundaries you want to set up and 
evaluate whether or not those things are being met or if you need to make changes or how you could. And maybe it spills over into your personal life too or your relationships. That's mine. I don't know how you do that, but good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Write us and let me know how you made this work. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. DM us. Email us. Comments at Between Both Cheeks. Slide in. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to say that I think it is look at both sides of the coin or the fence and take a look at it as you as the technician and you as the client. And what would you like to see on either side? And maybe talk to friends, family, or coworkers and come to a consensus as to what you think is appropriate. Um, I think mine would be is set your standards and stick to them and train your clients. Mm -hmm. Train your clients and train your boyfriends. (laughs) And your dogs. Uh, (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Between Both Cheeks. Please make sure if you have any comments or if you want to be on the show or if you want um, to tell us any topics you want us to discuss, you can DM us at Between Both Cheeks. You can also email us at comments at Between Both Cheeks. And where can they listen to us, Becca? On Spotify, on iTunes, podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search up Between Both Cheeks and you'll see us. Thank you for listening to another episode and we'll see you next week.